Recently, I had the pleasure of sitting down to chat with Girlanda, who took 4444 4th place with Katarina at the recent TWT 2022 in dramatic fashion. From fighting through the most impossibly stacked group imaginable to his moving celebration with family and friends, his whole run was, in many people's views, the absolute highlight of the tournament. Here we talk about how Girlanda manages to fit playing competitive Tekken into a busy lifestyle, how to approach the game mentally, as well as the importance of kindness, community, and friendly rivalries. Enjoy. All right, well, man, thank you so much for uh, making the time to talk to me. I, I know you're you're a busy family guy. You ju- juggle being a father and several jobs and being a Tekken competitor. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. No problem, no problem. Actually, it's weekend, so it's okay. <laughs> weekend is time to rest, so it's fine. That's good. I can't thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you so much, Aria, for uh, for inviting me because uh, for me it's uh, great to to be here because uh, as I was saying before and before when we set we were setting up all of these, uh, I used to listen to your podcast, sometimes watch videos as well. So maybe I will be able to hear my own voice when I drive now on the podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, the plan is definitely to put this on a podcast, so you can definitely cruise and then <laughs> listen to your own interview. Um, I, can so, it. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I mean, you know, the, the first question I want to throw at you is, you know, as mentioned, you know, you have two jobs, you have, you have a kid and, you know, you, you just placed fourth at TWT. You're a very high level tech and player. Um, like, how do you, how do you fit all that in? Yeah. And um, I guess, do you have any advice for people who are looking to um, improve at Tekken as, as a competitor and how to juggle, you know, not ever, like very few people have the luxury of being a full-time Tekken player, like maybe a, a handful of people in the world, right? So op- optimizing your practice, um, for a game as huge in its scope like Tekken is very important. So what what advice what uh, what advice can you give to people looking to level up? Sure. Okay. So first thing first uh right now I use not to play much but before actually moving to Bulgaria. So before actually the win of the first uh RCQ in mm. 2018 I used to stay in Italy and there I used to play at least Two, three times per week with very strong players like Tishimon, Danyamado, and uh, Manuel Mitralia and other guys from, from the Milan community. Mm. And I feel even if these are matches I played five years ago, that the, the skills I developed during that time is still carry on. It's not something that you mm. will ever forget. So this is very important. It means that, yes, right now I'm not playing all the time, but the, um, the 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 training I did when I actually I could dedicate more time to the game, mm. this still matters even now. This is something important. It's like you know riding bicycle. It's not something that mm. you ever forget. Even if you stop going for with the bicycle for ten years, you still know how how to ride a bicycle. So I think this is very important. It's sort of a legacy that I bring with me. And mm. the other thing right now, what I do is um, I, I think I got. Maybe the my, my strongest skill is my cold thinking and capacity of analysis of, of the matches mm. while the match itself is going, which mm. is something hard to develop. And how I developed that 
Um, replay, I watch a lot of replay, even if right. I don't have the time to play. I don't care too much about the time to play. I care too much about <laughs> when I play, even if I play one hour, can I learn something in that hour? Mm. Am I just playing to mesh buttons or I'm learning something new? Is it something that, uh, that in that hour, even if I learn just one thing, it's better than learning nothing. So if every day I can learn one thing, okay, with one hour of play, at the end of the year, I will learn 365 new things, which are a lot. Mm. So this is very important. So yeah, watching videos help a lot. And the, the way I watch videos is sometimes is um, re-watching few, few things in the video. What I mean is that if you watch a five-hour death match, okay, you cannot remember five hours right. video. Right. But you can focus on the moments that I call momentum shifts. And mm. normally commentators are very good in analyzing this live, so that it helps a lot hearing the commentators talking. Because they are mo the key moments where the pace of a match change, mm. where one mind uh, overcome the other mind when mm. there is a, the match between the two players. So in learning how to actually clutch these moments and how important they are, for me, is crucial. And this is like the, the, the most important thing when it comes to replay analysis. And for me to, to actually win in a first or two environment like Tekken World Tour. Yeah. I mean, when you, so when you sit down, I mean, how, how much do you practice on average per week? Uh, it really depends. Yeah. Uh, I would say that right now, after everything, maybe it's the momentum, maybe, you know, like I, I gained a lot of uh, uh, social uh, numbers now. And mm. I'm actually thinking, should I? put 100% of myself into this now. So mm -hmm. now I'm I'm playing a little more, even if the finals are finished. But before the finals, I would say three times per week I was mm -hmm. playing. Because okay. the other day, I mean, I would try to play every single night. Mm -hmm. But I was just so tired sometimes, or I feel guilty that my wife is in the bed with my daughter and, you know, in the other bedroom, and I go to play and I leave them to sleep alone. It's not something... Yeah, super good. So, so many responsibilities uh, to juggle. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, there there are a lot of responsibilities to juggle in that sense. But luckily, like my my wife supports me a lot for for Tekken, so that's that's a that's great. super big luck. That's great. That's a, it's something not everybody has, and I'm super lucky for that. Not super. Also, important. my parents when uh, when I was uh, a young boy actually supported me in the travels because they realized. I learned more English traveling for Tekken than in the school. <laughs> so <laughs> it's something true. It's something true. Travels well, help a lot. That's that's um, a really that's a really cool thing about fighting games, though. That they're a communal activity. Yeah, there's there's a big yeah. social element to it. Um, so yeah, and that's why I love so fighting the, games. So well, one yeah. thing that I always had before it was my parents' support for me. Also, economically for for the flight, sometimes I never like went. To Evo Las Vegas, for example, but if I had to travel to Europe, mm -hmm. you know, like like maybe my friends were going to have fun in Ibiza, my high school friend or something like that. I, I didn't care about that. When I had the possibility to to travel, I would have traveled for Tekken. So I prefer that. Uh, so my parents supported me for that, and now my wife supports me uh, for, for uh, my current journey. So that's, that's uh, a very big plus, and I'm super lucky 
That's super cool, man. I'm really glad for you. That's that's super, super cool to have the support of your loved ones and your family. That's that's everything. And, you know, it really actually, um, because when you, when you, um, when you beat Nobby, right, in, in, in the, I think it was the, the loser's bracket, right, uh, against his, um, um, his Fang, right? That that amazing rage art against his Fang. And then, you know, just seeing the support of your family and your friends, it was such a, it was a really heartwarming moment. And it, it totally reminded me why I love this genre, because it, it, there is that social element of it. There is that sense of um, community and, and, and place. And it was just, um, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a bit of um, one of my, one of my, really good friends is uh li joe and i'm not sure if you if you watched evo 2016 when he um with his father yeah right right that's that that sense of family right it, it totally reminded me of that it, it, it hit me in the same place in the heart so um yeah it just like yeah fighting games are really something special and uh, you know i think that was unquestioning the highlight of the tournament so you know thank you for bringing that <laughs> out um yeah, actually you said something very important in my opinion right now you said the social element of the game. Like for me, you know, people talk a lot about video games as a thing that isolate people mm. uh, from the so the actually the society and something like that. That there is people that just close themselves into games and don't think about mm. anything else. Well, I mean, this happens, but for me at least, uh, Tekken itself. I cannot say for every video game, but Tekken, it's actually a social game. It, it's oh, sure. like. For sure. Uh, it, it's like something that helps me develop relationship with other people, sharing 100%. a passion in common. This is, I think, the, the only way you should take video games. Like, it's something to develop relationship with others, having fun with others. Mm. Without that, all the rest doesn't really matter. Who cares if I'm the first in the world, if then everybody around me hate me? What's the point of that? Right. You know? And that's why I think it's so important to just try and be nice to each other right in this in this yeah. community <laughs> yeah. you know um it's you know it's a big part of the appeal and your experience with fighting games is are connected to your experiences with other people in the community so just you know i think i, I read an interview um i think what was it with this publication, I can't remember the name right now, but I read an interview where um, at the end you said something that really struck home to me. It's uh, play the game to make friends, not enemies, right? And yeah, uh, that really absolutely. Because, because, like, what's the point if you are on top of the world but the world hates you? What is the right. point of that? Right. Like, is that that did really matter at that point? Like, no. It's you should you should. I always think Tekken, when, even during a tournament, I'm producing a duet with somebody. I'm pressing some inputs, they're pressing some inputs, and we need to create a great story on the screen. Mm. That's what, what we should do. And, 100%. And this happens in the moment. You take the game with law, but also you don't hate your opponent. Uh, this is important. Damn, Very yeah. important. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a huge part of you know, your personal attachment and enjoyment of the game. Um, I, I wanted to ask, bringing it um, back to your, 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 your training regimen, like if you have six hours, if you have six hours, how would you split that up in the most efficient way? Like, would you spend half of it watching your replays? 
half of it playing? Like what proportion? And I think you mentioned like when you watch replays, you you look for these um, momentum shifts, right? And how do you how do you recognize what those are? So what do you look for? Do you like make notes? I mean, a bit more. I guess what I'm asking is like a bit more detail on like okay. your, the particulars. No, I, I- I don't make notes because I'm terribly bad at making notes. I had this problem since school where I would just always remember something the first time I see it, almost. Mm. So it, it's actually good, but but at the same time, it made me lazy to write stuff down. Sure, sure, sure. And um, yes, I can understand momentum shift because actually I also remember them from the game itself sometimes. Not all mm. of them, but for example, I can still remember right now the key moment when I lost to Jeonding were two. When mm. he hit me to, with running one in mm. the tempo stage, mm. and in the moment he traded while standing four with my down for one after his down for one hit. I still remember it now. I mean, it's something that maybe that these two are the key moments for that for that game for me, hundred uh, percent. Maybe I mean we should watch the replay now to make people understand because it's hard, <laughs> like sure. uh, for people understanding me what I'm saying now without. Sure. Having watched the match or without remembering the match, but basically there are two, three maximum moments in a first to two that for me are defining the the whole match, hmm. and the rest is just um, it, it is just like accompanying these moments. But these are the moments where everything changed. Hmm. And um, when I, if I, if I had six hours, I would spend at least three hours watching videos, at least three hours. Mm. But it also depends what I'm going to do. For example, preparing for World Finals or preparing for a normal tournament like every other Tekken World Tour, which is open. There are two totally different things. Preparing for World Finals means that what I did was studying matches of my opponents because I already knew them. I already knew who my opponent was. Right. Uh, and in fact, except for me, the other matches I lost are versus Chikurin and Jionding, where mm. they came from LCQ, so I could not study them as right, much as right, the other. Right. You see? Yeah. Um, so study the matches of my opponents. Focusing on my opponent habit is super different than preparing for another tournament, which can be like uh, EVE or Mix-Up or you know every single tournament mm. in the world that is open to everybody. Mm. Because in that sense, you actually want to prepare... You don't know who is your opponent, so you want to prepare for the characters. Right. So in that sense, it's better for me to see my own replays mm. because I can improve myself and to see my own replays or to see replays of characters which I know I'm weak against. For example, yesterday I played on stream yesterday night, a few hours ago actually, and I lost so bad versus a Momodog with Noctis. Okay, not super bad. I know I'm not confident in that matchup. So mm, mm, mm. what I can do for the next tournament, I can train a lot versus Noctis, uh, mm. seeing videos about Noctis range and something mm. like that, uh, or setups also, Oki, Oki situation, something, something like this. But if I have to prepare for a tournament like the finals, then I would prefer to watch the players, of course, watching the character, but I would prefer to watch the players to see if they if they have some patterns. Mm. Example, um, even the day during the finals, um, after I qualified, uh, in the moment I knew I was versus Joy Fury for the topic, mm. I immediately went to watch his uh, his own pool matches. And I realized, for example, that the only way he was using with Marduk stands down one plus two was in the moment that would have 
killed the opponent. And and also he had low life. That was the only moment he would use. So what he did in the set, he did uh, mount, uh, not mount, stance down one plus two. Okay, mm-hmm. the mount stance down one plus two. Exactly right. only one time and I darkened it and punished because our life were like that. Because I realized that from, from the replay that I saw the same the same uh, day. Mm-hmm. So this means study the opponent while, while uh, studying the characters is totally is totally different, of course, mm-hmm. and and it's more useful for uh, in general for for open tournaments. So these at least three hours for that. Uh, then, so which characters did you study for the TWT in particular? A lot Kunimitsu. Right, a lot right, because you played against Ao, right? Uh, Ao, Ao yeah. uh, Arslan, and I thought Speed Kicks also was going to make right, it. Right, of course, Arslan, Ao both played Kunimitsu. Yeah, yeah. And also, and also, Speed Kicks was going to use Kunimitsu, and he wasn't but, there. But, right, but I mean, you qualified, <laughs> yeah. so I went. I started in December to study. You did well so, against Kunimitsu. You did well against Kunimitsu. I did well, but the the day I started study, it was thirty December. Uh, no, a little earlier than 30 December, I think, with uh, my friend, which it doesn't have a very strong Kunimitsu, mm. but it's still Tenomi. <laughs> Manu Mitraja. Like, is it, Kunimitsu now is good, but when we started training together, I asked him, can you play Kunimitsu? And he was not playing, like, you know, may, maybe Emperor as a rank online, nothing. And still would beat me so hard. I could not understand how to play versus this character. I didn't understand it at all. So, when how I trained all January. How did your understanding of the matchup change? What things were you picking up on? You know, what were uh, you looking out for in the match, for example? Sure. The, the thing is, when I play to learn, I don't care at all about losing. This is something mm. that everybody should understand. Mm. Uh, the only matches I don't, I don't, I never want to lose are the tournament matches. Yeah. In free play, online rank, I don't care. I can go back to beginner. That's really important. That's really important, but I think. I, I don't care about losing. If if there isn't money on the line, basically, yeah. uh, or a placement on the line, I would not care of losing, okay? Uh, so what happens is that I tried all my move lists versus Kunimitsu all, at all distances, because for me, especially 2-2, two, 2-2, two, 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 the just... It's like yes, no, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. That that whole string is is a nightmare. <laughs> That's overwhelming. Like yeah. I had no idea what to do. It, that move alone would would uh, destroy me because after you block it, the distance it leaves you. If you press mm. buttons, Kuni can just go back and launch right, you. right. It can continue. It can go behind. So um, many options from one string, yeah, one string back turns. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. So what what I realized at least randomly, yeah. just because I kept trying is that Katarina has this move that nobody care about and because it's actually not a good move. It's back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. the, yeah, the, like, yeah, the scoop. The scoop, yeah, yeah, yeah. This move versus 2-2 two, two is amazing. Because 2-2 mm-hmm. um, on neutral is amazing because if they whiff 2-2, two, two, back 2 will actually launch punish them. Mm-hmm. If they continue, it will crush the third. So this means that I will never now my mind will not be scared of the two-two whiffing because I have a two to counter it. Right, right. And I did it a few times. It didn't actually function too well versus Ao, but versus Arslan it functions because it also beats uh Kunimitsu neutral stance, uh, like four or three. You know, like when Kuni just come and and with the stance without pressing buttons, 
back to a some distance would even win versus the mid if mm. she does forward three two. So now I had an option to to actually counter new Kunimitsu neutral. In the moment I discovered that, and it was like maybe two weeks before the finals, mm. I started to win a lot more versus right, my right. runner. And this and this actually helped a lot uh, also to win versus Ao and, and, and Arslan. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because you know, like when you're when you approach a character, like every character has like five moves that you want to base your game plan around, and then they have like a hundred other moves which have very specific use cases, and you really just need to dig around. And it's very often it's very specific to a particular string in a particular matchup, and um, that's kind of why like Tekken has such almost an infinite, overwhelming amount of depth and complexity. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a complex game. 100 moves per characters. Yeah. As you say, there are like few core moves you want to use all the time, jabs, down for one, you know, sure. this stuff. Sure. But then there are moves that you would think, why this move even exists? Yeah. And after you dig, you understand why this move actually exists. And yeah. It, it it's great because it allows even if another player use I mean Katarina is a very simple character, okay. Mm. But even a character like Katarina, which is mm. very easy. You can totally see that if I use it or another player use it, it's like a different character. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so imagine more complex characters like Leblong, for example. That How many types of Leblong you, you can have? It's crazy. Every layer is different. Every layer is different. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. character so, for every... <laughs> like, you know, that's that's one of the cool things about Tekken, really. It's that... Yes. Um, like, you know, we, we did this video, like, character overviews, where we... Our meeting will end in 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh, oh no, it's Zoom, yeah. Zoom limitations, man. We can do a second, maybe. Okay, let's do a second, maybe. <laughs> Blocked by Zoom. Okay, we'll do another one, but I'll just finish what I want now. Um, what was I, I saying? Yeah, we were doing this video uh, about character overviews, right? And we gave each character a, a difficulty rating out of five. And I think we gave Katarina a one out of five. But, like, that doesn't mean, like... A one out of five in Tekken still means this character has huge amounts of depth and complexity, and you can really like invest your whole life to this character and still learn new things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I tell you, the fact Katarina is a one out of five helps me because uh, it, she's really like easy compared to a lot of characters. Uh, you don't have to think too much about how you space down for one, for example. <laughs> I'm not thinking only about easy combo. I'm thinking about easy neutral strategy, right? Yes. This is one of the reasons I think, um, I think Anakin said this once that the reason he plays Jack is because Jack also, um, a relatively simple character, you know, bases his game plan around a core set of tools is that he likes Jack because it allows him to focus on the opponent. You know, um, the weight of decision-making is based on, not controlling your character, but reacting to your opponent and thinking about their strategy. And it just shifts the burden of, I, I guess, the processing power in your brain 100%, to that. 100%. Is, is, is the same for me, for Katarina. Imagine that a person has to dedicate 30% of his brain to have decent manuality. Mm. It means that only 70% of the game can focus on the rest of the match. Right. Well, for me... Five percent of the game of my brain has to focus on 
art stuff. The only art stuff with Katarina is four into neutral two, basically. If I don't do four four four, but I do only the single yeah. magic four. The only really yeah. hard thing do- Katarina is the rest. I can focus on all my brain on, on the side of the match, do- and this helps a lot. Do you ever try to do stuff like punishing minus thirteen with four four two four and stuff like that? Or oh, 14, no. yes, fourteen, yes, but thirteen, no. Yeah, yeah. But minus fourteen, like for example, if I play versus Jack, I might even in tournament launch. I I am that level of confidence versus Jack down forward. I don't yeah. do it often, but yeah. uh, basically, I developed uh, you can say like an option select with uh, button bindings, and mm-hmm. I can either get. I get two two if I fail basically. If right. I fail for forward to four, I can get two two. That's because I use to do forward forward two two plus four. Mm. And this means that if I do that, yeah, yeah, forward yeah. forward two and then two plus four, I will get either two two or forward forward two four. Right. This right. is like a trick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like pressing to punish minus fourteen. My input is not forward forward two four, but forward forward two two plus four, and that helps a lot. It's okay. It's good. It's good. And it's easy versus strings. Versus single moves that are minus 14. Versus Jack, I'm used to play a lot, so I can do it. But for example, versus Negan, I would never do it. Negan now forward. Because I, I'm just not that used to play. Right, 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 right. It's about your confidence level. It, it, it requires yeah. a muscle memory. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Makes sense. Need to play Back to the topic of um, Katarina. Like, so. You mentioned earlier that Katarina is a is a Tekken Seven character. What do you mean by that? I mean that um, basically the way she controlled the neutral mm. was made for this game. Like her down for one, tapping in, being long, tracking on both sides mm. with one side. Depending, but depending on basically the distance and the frame, she tracks on different side. And then she has easy moves. Um, she can it confirms stuff very easily. Uh, she has access to a stance that is going to crush consistently moves like Harrier One always crush hikes, for example. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just feel she she can use the 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 whole sixty percent low mechanic before with the stomp now with forward forward three into mm. up back four. I mean, she has this type of stuff that uh, other characters are missing, basically. Mm. So I feel she's a Tekken 7 character because, like, you can see the, her explosiveness, her strong counter hits, her immediate access to, to rewards for a hard read. Mm. It's something made for Tekken 7 to play with the, with the explosiveness of the game of Tekken 7. So she, she, she's good for that reason, I believe. Even the weakest Katarina, which was season three Katarina, mm. she was definitely bad compared to majority of the stuff. But you could still win. Mm. You could still win. Because she still had the explosiveness, uh, explosiveness of the counter tools. And their, her damage has always been good. So What are the most important tools for a character that a character needs to be good in Tekken 7. If you're not Akuma, I will say because Akuma is a jump, and then I will say it's a jump. But but if you're not Akuma, um jab, the jab. Good jab. I love that. Like I a good long range jab, right? The, the highest, the highest the level 
the strongest the job become, in my opinion. Mm. Particularly, particularly in long sets, but also in tournaments. So it's something that it's related both to first to two and first to 100. Um, Do you mean a, a single jab by itself or jab strings or both? Single jab and jab strings, both. Because um, a single jab is a great way to check opponents, to keep opponents at a distance. And it's almost zero risk to do. Right, right. Like it, uh, even with. It's very hard to punish a jab. Uh, strings for jabs are good for tracking mainly. So basically, if there are characters which jabs strings track even if the first hit with. This is very strong in a game like like Tekken Seven. When you you actually they, people say that the movement is bad in Tekken Seven, I don't think so. I think it's okay. And um, step and sidewalk. On range 1.5, round two, uh, range two is actually very strong. And sometimes there are these job strings that are able to follow you even if you walk there. And th- these are these are quite good. Mm. Uh, even for example, Claudio one two is very good. Oh know. yeah, Claudio very you know, good. It tracks. It tracks a lot. So hard to step. So, yeah. yeah, even if you with the first one. So I mean, I I, I think job is very strong. Uh, the movement itself is very strong. I think everybody could see uh, why everybody complained about Zafina back back now Yoshimitsu back back mm. because the back back of this character is amazing. Like the, yeah. the way they can space out tools that other other character cannot means that you absolutely need to play the matchup with them with them in a different way that you would do versus seventy percent of the cast. Sure, like your basic offense, you have to rethink it when you're playing against Safina. Because a, sim- a simple backdash can, I mean, I, this is the classic example I always bring up, right? For example, if you're playing Law, if you do down back three to another down back three, uh, nearly every character can't backdash that. Safina can, right? So, and that's a very low risk way of disengaging from that. And if she decides to do a simple backdash, she can launch you. So you really have to rethink so- your pressure against her. Exactly, like what what you said is very important. It's not only a safe way for Zafina. It gives Zafina a huge reward as mm. well. She mm. can launch. She mm. can launch. This is something important because the way I think about the game, this is maybe only my point of view, but maybe it's because I studied economics and mathematics in university, but I always think of the game with um, expected values, if for values, mm. AV. Uh, expected values, sorry, AV. And I never think about frames, like plus five, plus six, plus seven. I don't care. I think about uh, expected values in terms of advantage of disadvantage. Mm. Is low on advantage after Dombek 3 versus Zafina on it? If to get 16 damage on his next Dombek 3 is risking actually to get launched. Right, right. Yeah. When when Zafina actually with back-back will not be... If Zafina does back back, she will not be punished by anything of all. The only thing she risks is losing position towards the wall. But what if we are on an infinite stage? Yeah. Nothing yeah. happens. So is Law really an advantage in that situation? This is the thing, right? Uh, like, you know, pl- Tekken is a game where like being plus one, plus two, minus one, minus two, like these don't 
really, of course they matter, but in the grand scheme of things, there are so many ways to disengage. Like, you, you know, if you're plus two in many other games, it's like, okay, I can really press my offense. But in Tekken, no, it's like, I can backdash, I can sidestep. I, there are so many things I could do to, if you ex- overextend, you're dead, you know? Like, don't think of it as this is your turn. Like, generally only like plus five, plus six is where you can really start doing something. And even, even then. Even there. It, even it, then. Even there, it depends on the distance because yeah. if you're plus six, yes. yeah. but you are distant from the opponent. I, I would do the example with Gary, okay? Gary don't forward three. Gary don't forward three. Uh, if you take characters like Jack, mm. Jack can always back back it. Gigas can always back back it. He can even sidewalk the second one, Gigas, mm. somehow. But mm. every single character, after they got hit by the second one, even if Gary is plus six, mm. they can just back back and make it with. Right. So actually, Gary, after the second one, is never in, a, in for me, at least for the way I see the game. After Gary does two down forward three in a row, is in a disadvantage position. He has to reset and reapproach to go range zero again. Yeah. And this is something, for example, that is true for Gary, but is not true for Katarina. Yeah. Katarina can allow you to make you think less because of this. That's why I say she's a Tekken 7 character. Well, Gary is not. I think you bring up a really good point is that to not frame data. Understanding it is, of course, important, but it is one set of information in a in a litany of other variables that you have to consider, as you said, like pushback, the movement options of the character, the reversal options of the character. There's like frame data by itself is just one side of a multi-sided equation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just one variable. It's just one variable of multiple variables. Yeah. I I have to thank um, Tishimo to make me see the Mm. things like this. When Tishimon came to Italy, it was 2014, it was still Tekken Tech 2. Mm. He didn't know frames at all. Mm. I'm not kidding. And and everybody in Italy was losing to him. And people would say, oh, it's because in Japan they know every single frame. They know everything. They know everything. So people, the way they were thinking the game was like, no, if you're plus one, you don't move. But that's wrong because I I, I was also told like that, you know, that Every time I would do a move, and even if I won the game doing uh, a half kick, because I risked a lot, it was not good. Hmm. And then Tishmo came, destroyed everybody, and he's not a safe player. You know, he's a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, like, he plays, you know, I remember when he first came to London, and his it was DR days, and his Marduk was like, well, what, what do we do? <laughs> like, everyone was just getting destroyed. Super, super fast-paced game, yeah. right? Yeah. I agree, but super fast-paced, yes. So what, what, the, what it told me was like, I realized, okay, so, okay, it's, it's good on paper maybe to know frames, but if you don't understand how to apply this knowledge, it's yeah. useless. Yeah. It's not true that minus one, pressing at minus one is bad. You have to think of the context. Even pressing a minus nine is yeah. not bad. Yeah. If you know the context, if you know why you are pressing at minus nine, yeah, yeah. this is it requires you a lot of uh, mental elasticity, I believe, to understand yeah. this. But once you get it, it's just better because a lot of people get salty when they lose because the opponent press uh, after disadvantage. But if the opponent press after their disadvantage and they guess the choice well, it just means you made a bad choice bringing in, a, in an advantage. It's not your opponent's fault. It's your fault. Mm. This is something that 
helps a lot in my opinion for the mindset if you the, the moment you understand how to actually treat frames properly yeah yeah absolutely it it is um as you mentioned one variable of a multi-sided equation it's always much yeah. more complex than that you you talked about mindset um and i kind of want to probe there what is a constructive mindset to adopt to improve at constructive mindset sorry yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear a constructive constructive, constructive yeah. okay well I, um i think as i mentioned before don't care of your losses actually being happy if you lose mm. i'm actually happier if i lose a lot mm. compared to that if i win a lot why if i'm winning a lot versus somebody there are high chances that i'm not learning anything because Maybe our level disparity is too high. If I lose to somebody, it means that I am now facing a challenge. And if I overcome this challenge, I will be stronger. Uh-huh. So it's very important, in my opinion. There's a lot of people that treat rank in a way that, ah, I'm losing this rank. I'm going to quit and search another opponent that is easier. No way. You're losing. Be happy you're losing. Like, stay. Even, even if they demote me, I will keep rematching. I don't really care about the rank itself. For me, it's not a death match. For me, it's a match versus somebody else. If he's losing props to him, I want to win versus him. I will keep rematching until I can, until he accept. This is something that I think people should should learn to, 100%. to do. Because losing is the only way I think Ryan, Ryan Hart said this, mm. that you... The, the only time a winner wins is after um, a lot of defeats, you know, uh, he said something like that. I don't remember now, but I remember Ryan said something like that to me once. It's true. It's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm not... Like you cannot win without losses. It's impossible. You, you, your win are built on your losses or on the lessons you learned from your losses. So you need to learn to lose, accept the lose, and be happy of your yeah. of, of losing. It's I... something that is hard for people. I, it really is, and it's. I wonder if it's one of the things that makes fighting games sort of unapproachable as a, as a genre as well. Because loss is a huge part of your experience with these games, and your approach to loss and what you can learn from it and what you can take from it is really what decides your growth as a player. Um, and I've often wondered if the games themselves can recontextualize losing in a more positive light. Like... Maybe if the games themselves gave you a little bit of advice when you lost, or just the way they present it to the player, if that could be slightly different. Because people often think of fighting games as like a zero-sum game. Like, I win, you lose. But it's like, well, no, within that game, you might have had multiple mini-victories that are actually, you know, you can you can beat a player who who is weaker than you a hundred times and it can mean nothing, but you can lose a hundred times and, and you can genuinely grow from it. So, and it can be a more fulfilling experience. So it's, it's, it's really much more than the result at the end of a match. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing maybe that because, because I mean, not everybody's like me that I don't care about the rank. A lot of people care about the rank. So I mm. feel like having this penalty of losing a lot of points after after three losses in a row is actually counterproductive for yeah. enjoying losses. It it's punish you. It punishes you because you keep 
losing. It punishes your Absolutely. curiosity. It punishes you. You're gonna lose. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, especially some characters, like you know Kunimitsu. Like, yeah, how many times did you lose against your friend before you started winning? A, a, a lot, lot, I bet. A lot, a lot, a lot. And and I mean, uh, I think this. Yes, okay. I understand that you want only the best to reach Omega, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Due to how the system works, you know, Tekken 7 Online is not perfect. It's far, very far from perfect between yeah. safe scums and traitors, quitters, whatever. So, actually, the way the losses function, I think, are detrimental for some people with, um, I have to say, uh, maybe, maybe a low surface team. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if for you the, the rank is important, it literally means, in my opinion, that your self-esteem is so low that you need a rank to 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 be appreciated. Like that's a bad mindset. But a lot of people actually, you know, I, even myself, when I was a teenager, maybe mm-hmm. I would care. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care. I'm 30 years old. I don't care about a, a rank online. But maybe at 15 years old, I remember I played, for example, Call of Duty, and I could have the prestige rank. Oh wow, it's so cool, you know. So yeah, I understand yeah. that. Um, for some people, the rank is important, and being punished because you grind hard and you accept your defeat. It's bad. Maybe it should be the opposite. Maybe they should give you, uh, remove from you less points if you, if you lose more. Maybe it should, they should not punish you if mm. you lose. Mm. They should actually appreciate your, your grinding. Your, the, 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 the your way tenacity. That you're, you're, yeah. you're strong. Yeah. That's it. Um, Mindset, eh? not headset. Oh my god! No, I, I, 100% understand what you mean. It, it, it does cultivate. Um, it does. I, I think direct players in a in a direction that isn't healthy personally or or for like the general environment of the game. I mean, people always complain about how toxic it is to play. Well, not just Tekken online, but any video game online. And I, I hope developers yeah. sort of rethink how they approach the idea of ranked. Of course, you have to be, you know, you have to, you know, give points to the winner and like, you know. But the, do you have to punish the loser as well? I mean, or could it not, could there not be some recognition of, yeah, your tenacity as a player or your capacity mm-hmm. to want to learn? I mean, that should be rewarded too. Um, yeah, I think actually, as you say, tenacity is something that at the moment is not being rewarded as it should by the ranking system. Tenacity. They, they, they should appreciate tenacity more. 100%. Is the right, tenacity is the right word. Yeah. yeah. It's a very important skill. It's vital to your growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So I guess um, next topic I want to talk about is... Well, you know, your experience at TWT. I just want to go into some of those matches in a bit more detail. You had, you know, you were in the infamous Group A uh, with Ni and who was it? Ni, Arslan Ash, Ao, Chikurin, right? Um, Chikurin and Divine Exorcist. That's right, yeah. Um, so I want to ask about what were some of the matches that gave you the most trouble? Or um, what were some of the more... Uh-huh. Memorable matches for you? I mean, um, how did you, how did you feel? How did you feel going into it? I mean, <laughs> uh, I think favorites uh, to win uh, were Neon Arslan, of course, because you know, Neon Arslan. Of course, in the moment I realized I was in that pool, I was like, <laughs> what? Like, is it because I was lucky enough to be on Europe East? So they had to balance the luck that I was on the Europe East qualifications with the hardest pool? 
I, I thought about that because I always think that everything that like like luck and and unluck don't really exist, but lucky moments exist and unlucky moments exist. They, but they balance them out. So uh, I think maybe because I was lucky enough to be in Europe East, I had to be unlucky in the in the drawing part of the pools in the draft of the pools. But um, yeah, so the first thing was like I I might not make it out of this pool because. Because uh, it's super hard, but at the same time, I know I'm that type of guy that I can win versus everybody. I can lose versus everybody. I can do, go to a tournament and go oh, zero two, or I can go to a tournament and beat all the Koreans in the tournament. Mm. I mean, I I'm that type of guy. I can lose to everybody. I can win versus everybody. Uh, of course, my target now is not to lose versus everybody and to win only <laughs> to everybody. But I'm still not at that level. So a- aim to uh, it. Yeah, we aim to it. Yeah. When I saw that, I had to play. I was happy. I had to play first, actually, in the pool A. Despite I, I didn't like the matches I had to do, but but I was happy to be in pool A because um, it was early, and you know at least my daughter and my wife could see me. If, for example, I was in Pool D, which means playing at 11 p.m., mm. uh, they were going to sleep. It's not the same. So, yeah. okay. I mean, it was okay. Day one, Chikurin and me, I win two t- versus both of them, 3-0 the first match. And then they start to recover. But versus Chikurin, I think I played bad because, honestly, as I said, it was not one of the participants. Mm. So I didn't study Leroy much for the for the for the finals because it was uh, an LCQ guy and even in the LCQ how many Leroy there were there was only him basically <laughs> I mean it's not Leroy despite everything everybody says is not a real popular character right mm. now so I prefer to invest energies in study of more common characters like Fang right. or Zafin uh, or, or whatever mm. so um I wasn't that prepared versus is I think is one it's a hike that does a parry like yeah. a four one yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure so I realized I lost the first game because I, I mean I lost versus him because I, I didn't have a counter I had a counterplay in my mind versus that move and I didn't punish back one plus two, which is minus ten. Right. Uh but I was okay, it happens. Then I played versus knee. And I three on knee. In the moment I three on knee, I say, if I three on knee even one match, I can even bring this home. So that was really game changing for me, uh, in terms of my mindset. Like I, I gained a lot of Self, um, self confidence, a lot of confidence. Uh, I met, I, I lost to me as well, two one, but two times I blocked down back three of thing, which is not punishable, and they were sending too too late. Yeah. So the matches were very close, and being that close to be me, and also talking to me in the morning, and he was telling me the morning after that he really liked how I play. It, it led me, really made me. Feel okay. Okay. If I play like this versus the best in the world, I can be one of the best in the world, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. And so in the morning I started versus Al. Very lucky, very lucky match for two reasons. One, nine a.m. in the morning. I'm used to go to work. The other people here are not used to go to work, so I've been an advantage playing in the morning versus them. My mind is fresh for real. There, I don't know. And the second thing. Uh, Al did not skip a crucial throw in the fourth round on the last match. I had no life, basically, but he didn't skip the throw, and we went to final round. And then at final round, uh, 
you can say it's luck, but actually I think that the the counter three that I did, the knockdown three that I did at the end to launch him, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good read. I, I would say, mm-hmm. yes, it was lucky that he didn't kill me with the wall combo, but but actually, I mean, I did a good read. I knew that if he pressed something there, the knockback... Uh, Knockdown three would would have countered because he was in a disadvantage position being back turn, mm. and then after a win versus him, I say okay, I just need to win two. I don't know why, but I felt I was hundred percent sure I was going to win two versus Aslan. I don't know, I don't know why. I, I, I already was thinking okay, I win two versus Aslan, and then I have to win two versus Divine, I, and I was more afraid of not winning two versus Divine than Aslan. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like. Uh, Asan, I beat him too. I managed to beat him too. I think in a good way. Seriously, like I think I, I played better than him. Did you feel I mean, confident against the characters like Kunimitsu, Safina? Do you feel confident against the characters he plays? Or yes, versus Safina, I feel very confident because I can see down three mm. or reaction. Mm. And uh, okay. if if you can do that, you you solve half of the matchup. The yes, uh, the Zafina has to play a lot more with stances. Mm. So right. Uh, right. I feel, I feel confident about it. And in the moment he took Kunimitsu, just beat it out. That beat it me mm. and Arslan the day before. So, I mean, okay, bring your Kuni. I'm ready for Kuni. It's mm. two months that I'm uh, struggling with Kuni and finding ways to, to, to counter this character. So, bring it on. And that was, you know, it, it just functioned. As I said, uh, I, I feel I played better than him, actually. Uh, and then I was, as I said, more nervous versus Divine because there was more on the line versus Divine. Mm-hmm. If I was not going to win 2-1, two, uh, two, two versus Divine, I was not sure to qualify. Mm-hmm. So I had to win 2 versus Divine, and he played very well. Even mm-hmm. if he lost mm-hmm. almost all his matches, he played, he played very well versus everybody. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous, but I realized he didn't skip the generic throw. Yeah, and Katarina generic throw is very strong, so I spammed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it worked. It worked. So good, good. That's the way I pass the pools. And in the moment I pass the pools, I say now it's time to bring it home. I mean, if I pass this pool, the pool was harder than the top eight on paper. So it was um, time to to bring that everything home. <laughs> and how about versus Nobby? Like, how did you feel in that match? What was going through your mind? Um. That was, that was super exciting. Hmm? That, was a, that was a super exciting match. It was a highlight of the tournament. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, versus Nobby, I was a little afraid. Mm. Because I feel Nobby is one of the few people in the world which in tournament uh, is as cold blood as me. I mean, I think one of my biggest strengths, even if I'm not the best player, I'm, I seriously believe I'm at least top 10 in the world when it comes to game analysis and, and mentality and tournament uh, improvement when you, you know, boost yourself in tournament. Mm. And Nobi, I think, is on pair with me with that, but he's a better player ah, overall. Yeah. So I felt, I felt he's better, but with my mindset. So I, I was kind of scared. But at the same time, I played versus him in Amsterdam in 2018. He was in the pool with me. I lost 2-1. Hmm. It wasn't that uh, bad, and this time I said, was he okay. using Dragunov at that time? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I won one match, but then I lost one match with a crazy momentum shift. As I said, you know uh, uh, what, what I talked about before. Yeah. In that match, 
he was on the ground, face face down, face down, mm-hmm. and the head towards you. So the worst position in Tekken, basically. Mm-hmm. The slowest get-up kick ever you can get in Tekken 7. And somehow, his get-up kick four anticipated my down for one. I have no idea how. And because of that, I lost the matches. The, the match in 2018. So this time, okay, it was bringing Feng. It's I amazing. That's to say, it's amazing you can remember such a particular detail from a match that's five years ago now. That's like, because, as I say, that I have good memory, uh, and I think I'm very efficient with my memory. Uh, I remember the things that really matter. Right, right, right. So it, it's uh, it's important, in my opinion, that you learn how to to to. To, to analyze and remember these key moments. To lock in, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I knew it he was very aggressive, um, but I was ready. Katarina is good versus aggressive mm. people. She's a counterhead monster, so it's good. And we had, I think, the match of the year. I mean, so we, were, we were both playing good, I believe, not risking too much. I probably overextend too much with Harrier. I realized also versus Gionding, maybe maybe because I was getting tired, but I was using too much Harrier after moves, which it's actually uh, using too much the sense is a weakness, not a, it's not a, a good thing, it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. So actually, even at the end, he, he, he launched me because I did down two into Harrier one and he mm-hmm. said step back while sending three. And a lot of people will say it was over. I say, if he doesn't bring me to the wall, it's over for him. I was already thinking that. Because, because there was, it was a final final round in top eight in the world. Um, loser go home. For sure he wanted to finish it as quickly as possible after the war. after the, the, the combo. So of course he was going to press buttons. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, a Rage Art already whiffed two rounds ago. He would think I'm afraid to do Rage Art again. Right. So we'll go to, uh, to yeah. a back turn. And he did that. I, I expected him to go back turn. Mm. In the moment I see the back turn, it's like, it was like it confirming the mm. Rage Art for me. In the moment I realized the back turn, bam, L2. L2 is my Rage Art. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. yeah, you thought he was going to... You, th- you thought, he thought you were scared because you you know, yes. with Rage Art, right? And you thought because, he's going to overextend. Uh, 99% of the player will be tilted after right. the Rage Art that we've is down to. And so the other thing he could do, the, he could only save himself in one way, which is after being back turned, press again to turn back. Who would do that in a top eight on final, final round? <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Like, you know, sometimes when, um, I guess spectators watch when people watch um, a rage art like that. They think, oh, it's it's clutch, it's random. He gambled it, but there's a real thought process there that that goes back to the flow of the match. It wasn't, you know, you clearly analyzed key decisions at various points in the match, and I guess in a very statistical way, you thought, okay, maybe rage art is the right call here. Yes, I mean, in the moment he back turned, I would have beaten every single option he was going to do, mm. except him back turning again, and maybe, maybe the hike. Right. But who, who would do the hike <laughs> in an okay situation? Right. He would right. either go for a throw, or the shoulder, or the low. But low, it was very, very, 
risky, so maybe not. Most probably, he was going for the meat or the throw. And, and so, and it's, and it's interesting that you mentioned the word hit confirm because we you we, we usually think of hit confirm or confirming in in a very particular way in that you do X string to see you know Y ender and you look out for the hit sparks, but confirming can be done in a in a defensive way as well if you're knowing what to look out for and again it's it's um like, just uh, no worries hello no problem absolute pleasure but but this is the thing like yeah finding games there's there's always more dimensionality than than what you might initially think and um, yeah, confirming can absolutely be done. You know, it's always this line between um, reacting to something and predicting something, and it's it's always somewhere in the middle. You know, you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't I, be I able to know. react unless you expect to a degree. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know if it confirm is the right word, but I use it in the same way because for me it's the same process. Like for mm-hmm. example, if I do down four back back, I cannot confirm my hop kick because if you after my down four. I do back back and you do a move, you will whiff and I hit confirm. I yeah. I, I say I hit confirm my hop kick. I don't yeah. know if it's the right word, to yeah. be honest, but I feel it's just like I need confirming, like like it's confirming a string is the same thing for me. It's just do, being done with movement and creating a situation to actually confirm the punishment. This And this is something that a lot of um, players struggle with when they approach fighting. It's not just Tekken, but any, but like, do I play based on reads? Or reactions, and the answer is both. You know, and your um, your reactions will be informed by your reads because you'll know what to focus on, you'll know what to to prime on, and those are also informed by strategy and thinking about. You know, so <laughs> your reads are informed by your uh, your reactions are informed by your reads, but your reads will be informed by the strategy. And the overall game plan. So it's it's a very multifaceted way. Complex. And yeah. it's in reality, we are talking like this, but in reality, all these things happen in milliseconds. Yes, yes, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing to think for me, I'm going to do the Rage versus Nobi. I think about it in the moment, is Juggle didn't arrive to the wall, which means one second. It was a maybe one second decision. Yeah, in yeah, the moment, yeah. it's okay. In this moment, if you back turn, I'm gonna reach it. It's a thing of alpha second, one second, no, yeah, not yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, these are, I, I, I like to say, fighting games are a sort of like chess, but high, high speed, super high speed, like super, super fast paced. It, it's got to be pounded into muscle memory and instinct, you know, like chess, you have. Yeah. You literally have a little clock time that you could spend like yeah. thirty minutes thinking about your next move, um, but yeah, no, that's that's the cool thing about fighting games. It's it's, it's yeah. an experience you can't get anywhere else. Hello, hello, pleasure to meet you. Uh, what's her name? Cassandra. 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 You know? Yeah, absolute. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Hello. Actually, she has two names. And it looks like I'm a Soul Calibur player because it's Cassandra Viola. Cassandra Viola. <laughs> she, she is. I didn't do one purpose. It's not Soul Calibur related. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just. It happens. Bye, ciao. Hey, hi. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, very stylish. I love the glasses. I love the glasses. You love the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as their smartphone. Oh, wow. She's a businesswoman. Absolutely. She, yeah. She's my manager. Like, these are sponsor calling. And she answered. <laughs> <laughs> We're very busy these days, huh? Business lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very nice to meet you, Cassandra. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Now, you're very right. You're very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very, very lucky. Nice. Actually, the only thing is if I if I really go 100% into this, which is actually my target this year, mm. because after after these wins, uh, I feel like even if at the cost of maybe my career, working career, I might try to give mm. it all to, to Tekken. Yeah. Um, and try to make a live out of it. Yeah. Uh, but this means I will not bring her to every tournament because it will cost me too much to travel the world with two people. Like I cannot go to Evo with Cassandra. I can go to European tournaments maybe, but not to Evo. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it, I the, for me it's a little sad that I cannot go with them everywhere. But at the same time, uh, playing Tekken is my dream. So it's good. She looks a bit confused. She's angry. Are you angry? Are you angry because they don't bring you to Evo? Uh. I, think you, I, think I think your manager has something to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Said, you want to go Evo? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Yeah, travel's always yeah. fun. Travel's always fun. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's just very expensive. Yeah. I checked the tickets for Evo Japan. Oh boy! One person is one thousand five hundred euro. One person. If I have to bring all three of them, is more than what. Uh, if we have to go in three, it would be more than what I want. <laughs> That's, yeah, the, from the tournament. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you? Have you been approached by any sponsors since since TWT or anything like that? I, I got few sponsor right now wrote me, but nothing solid. Uh, nothing signed. Nothing. Nothing planned at the moment. I I hope that Tekken 8 is big enough to facilitate a real sort of proper infrastructure for sponsorship when it comes to players. For yeah, I, 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 I think it also depends a lot of Tekken World Tour. Uh, you know, I, I felt a little... I, I feel actually the way Tekken Bless World you. Tour is currently built... Salute. Salute. Eh? Salute, yes, it's bless you in any time. The way the Tekken World Tour is currently built is not very esport friendly. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, apart the low payouts mm. for the for the winnings, because the price pool is crazy low for the if you think about it compared to the the, the expenses you are doing as a team to bring your players to the to the world state, mm-hmm. traveling the world. But also, for example, yes, they announced the Tekken World Tour, but like some sponsors asking me, okay, which events are you going to? And there isn't a calendar yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is something. Why, why, when it's announced, you 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 don't even know where the finals is. You don't know where the tournaments are except the first two. It's it's uh, maybe okay. It's cool for a normal player. Ah, I will know in one week. But if you think about it as an org that has to plan expenses for a full year. Not knowing where a, when a tournament is before one month that this tournament is happening is not 
something uh, good. It's not good. Like an org needs to plan their expenses a year in uh, in advance, at least two quarters in advance. I mean, that's also, I don't work in esports, but everything that I do as a manager, I need to plan it in advance. It's not something that can, I can decide the week before. Uh, we work with plans and it looks like if if you want Tekken to to get some more uh, more sponsors into into it, I think the esports system to, should be the the Tekken World Tour ecosystem should be way more org friendly in terms of uh, being more structured, uh, open mm -hmm. to communications. Uh, this is something I really hope they will improve. Uh, but, but yes, like tournaments should be. I should know by now where I'm going in April, May, June, July, August. Mm. It's it's February. You know, it's not like uh, January 2022. It's February 2023. I need to go to... I need to know if in July I need to buy a ticket for America or right. not. This you know, I cannot know it in June. I, th I think in many ways the, t the organization of, of TWT could do with some improvement like the the whole like league point system was so strange that in yeah it, it was strange i i have to say for this year 2022 mm. uh, i i i don't feel like blaming anybody because the system was taught when the covid was still so alive, like the COVID emergency was super alive. Like people, when they planned the whole TWT, people were still doing quarantine. Uh. So there was a lot of uncertainty, uh. a lot of uncertainty. You could not plan it properly without knowing what. Yeah, yeah, okay. You could not. <laughs> you you could not play planning it. Uh, totally in a totally perfect way because you. We had no idea where we're going out of houses or not by the summer. We had no idea. So I understand if this year it was a little meh because of this. Hey, Gigi. What are you doing? But for 2023, there should be no alternative at this point. Like, it will be only offline. They already announced that. So I expect them to provide quickly the, the, the tournament dates, complete tournament dates, because... Otherwise, how can sponsors like even program the which player to sponsor, which events to attend? <laughs> Sorry about it, but no uh, yeah, this is a thing. Hundred percent. I I hope um, TWT twenty twenty two serves as a learning experience for twenty twenty three and and onwards. I I mean I think they said they they will learn from this. Um, but especially, I, I'm assuming 2024 is going to be the the first big one for for Tekken 8, and yes, I I, I hope Tekken 8 is it just has has a sorry, <laughs> no worries, sorry. no no don't need to apologize. Sure. She's adorable. I mean, like, I can mute myself if you want when, no. when you talk. No no no, it's so it's to it's, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's a pleasure. <laughs> um, I I think that. Like by the time Tekken Eight hits, I hope again there's a, there's a proper infrastructure to give players the support they need. That you know, if they're good enough, that they they can pursue this full time. If yeah, if they but I hope so because as you said before in the part two, at the moment, I think the people that are doing this for a living, you can count them on maybe a, a hand or two hand maximum. Yeah. So, and they all crazy. have big. 
Yeah, they have big sponsors. If you think how many people play this game, how many participants are in a tournament, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, um, I think a, a lot of people, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people are, are a bit um, sort of, I think whenever um, money comes into like an industry, um, there are, <laughs> there are two. I could not hear you. <laughs> Cassandra, what a pleasure. Uh, what a pleasure. Okay. <laughs> See you later. I think <laughs> I think whenever um money comes into an industry, you know, it can be a a, a two-edged sword, right? Uh, and I and I think people are understandably a bit for something that's been Traditionally, as grassroots as fighting games, people are like, okay, well, what is esports really about? But one of the positives is that money or investment from sponsors unquestionably allows players to pursue this full time. And that means higher level of play. And that is great. You know, that, that means, you know, you will see more high level matches and there'll be more competitors and just everything will elevate, you know? So I really hope um, Tekken 8 brings the franchise to that level. Um, yeah, I have, I have high, high hopes. I, that's, I think that's one of the topics I want to bring up is that we, we have some information about Tekken 8 now and um, like te Tekken community is always quite knee jerk about, about everything. Um, but I want to get um, your thoughts about Tekken 8 and, Okay, yeah. uh, honestly, I'll be honest. I'm one of the people that never get. <laughs> Sorry, but my voice is a little. No, no problem. No problem. No, no. Um, one of the persons that are never too hyped from a trailers or before, yes, but I got used to it. Maybe because too many trailers of too many seasons of Tekken 7, I got used to it. And right now, I don't feel I can say or can judge anything regarding Tekken 8. Why? Okay. Because we saw videos focused mainly on beginners, that the which in my opinion is good. The mm. focus should always be on beginners because, mm. as you said, there is always these grassroots things on the FGC. Mm. It means that we need to be welcome to new players. We need to create a ground for new players that so they can enjoy the game. So I'm very happy that the trailer was, even if it was doing on a world final stage, it was still aimed for the people at home. Because you have, you have to think, there are 500, theater in the, 500 people in the theater, but thousands of people watching at home. So the priority should be the spectators at home. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very, very uh, new players oriented, how can I say, um, the trailer. Like they showed you easy inputs, which I like, but at the same time, I don't like that they said they could be Tournament legal because if you put a smasher tournament legal on triangle, it's not good. Uh, that that's something that worries me. Uh, but at the same time, the new system, like uh, the way you can get the what is the name now? I don't remember the new rage drive system. Heat, heat. Yeah, the heat there's system. there's um, God, there's, there's there's five different heat things. There's um, yes, it's a lot. What to it. what can I understand? You know, are uh, what what can I understand? If they say every character will have five moves that trigger this, but I the don't heat know. Heat engager. How can, um, how, can, how can I judge? 
heat engagement. Yeah. The There's the heat burst, which is sort of like the smash, which you can also cancel. There's the heat engager. Once you're in heat, there's heat energy. You get either one or two, depending on whether you use burst or engager. And again, in heat, there's the heat dash and the heat smash. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there, there are a lot. There are, so at lot. the same time, they want to be. Um, they want to make the game more welcome for the new players, but at the same time, they put a lot of different names which are actually confusing even for pro players. So I think it's super hard right now to judge yeah. if the game will be good or not. And the other thing, I'm 100% certain because I saw Tekken 7. <laughs> and I know that now the development team is always working on their titles. That even if at the beginning, maybe the game will not be polished, Mm. in the end everything that is wrong is going to be fixed I, so it, it's not like whatever we get at day one doesn't really matter for me because it will matter for three six one month maybe one year then there will be season two and stuff like that and this is what i'm worried about will people give this a chance because when in a lot of ways it reminds me of tekken 4 because this is the first tekken game since tekken 5 which is genuinely trying something different and new with the system, which I'm very excited about. Um, when Tekken 4 came out, the reason that flopped is because it brought a bunch of new ideas and not all of them uh, were, you know, they needed refinements, right? And in those days, there were no patches, right? These days, we have patches, but people are so reactionary and so, like... I think, I just wonder, I worry if people will have the patience. Because when Tekken 8 comes out, it is not going to be as polished as Tekken, you know, Tekken 8 version 1 is not going to be as polished as Tekken 7 version 500. Because Tekken 7 is a 9-year-old game, and it's based off of a 20-year-old game. This is trying, it like... And it also doesn't have the luxury of having two ta- two years to soak in an arcade release. Like when Tekken 8 comes out, there will be some jank, unquestionably. And I just hope people are patient enough to understand that. You know that but making finding games is not easy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm I'm hundred percent with you here in the sense that I know how harsh the People judgment can be, especially on Twitter. Mm. Especially on Twitter, even more than other platforms. Um and yeah, so what 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 will you need to overcome this negativity? Because I'm sure negativity will will, will come. If, even if the game will be polished, there will always be something not polished because as you said, it's a complex game. There for sure there will be an infinite day one. I, I'm sure there is no two years. 100%. There might be a beta testing. But beta testing are limited, you know. So, if there will be. But I, I think there will be, honestly. They already announced an alpha, so there should be a beta. But even with the beta, it's it's not going to be polished. You will not find any, everything. Mm. And for sure, day one, there will be broken stuff, blah, blah, blah. And the people tend to overreact. But at the same time, normally, the people that tend to overreact is people that already bought the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And the other thing, normally the people that hate the most the game are the people that play the game the most. Sure. This is another thing. Sure. So, um, yeah, you can say Tekken 4 flop, but we are in a way different oh, yeah. 
era. Yeah, completely like, different. Completely like, different. Like, honestly, how much people cared of competitive Tekken before Tekken 7? Yeah. That there was already world champion, the world championship for Tekken 6, Tekken Tech. But how much people really cared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. It was a there fraction, was a, a fraction of the size. Now. A fraction. Like yeah. I, I remember the I was telling I was telling yesterday in my stream, um, during my streaming session that during Tekken Tag Two era, if I saw a, a tournament with forty people in Italy, I would consider it a measure. Yeah. Think now, a forty <laughs> a forty people tournament would you consider it a measure? It's not yeah. even a Hello. decent dojo, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean. Points, the, so the, the scale has changed completely. Yeah, yeah, and Tekken 8's gonna, you know, clearly Bandai Namco are taking it really seriously. Yeah. Clearly, it's there. It's one of the main legs of their sort of push towards esports, and they've been really upfront about that. Like, this is our mm-hmm. esports game, you know. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah, and another good thing that maybe uh, you you were not in Amsterdam, right? Uh, no, unfortunately not. No, okay. But one thing I can tell you. Um, the developers of the game uh, really cared about uh, the players there. Mm. Uh, this is amazing. I'm talking about not only... I mean, you always see Harada and and Murray, which are basically not only the directors, but also the faces of mm. the game. Mm. But I'm talking about the director. You know the... What is the name now? Uh-huh. The director, the person that appeared... In the video with Harada. Don't remember now the name. I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry because he's super gentle. And actually him and his development team stopped me to take a picture with me. The developers of the game asked a picture with me. Really? That's crazy. Imagine the developers of the game asking you to take a picture. That is, uh, that is super they, nice. They're that... very humble. And, and, and they really care about the players. They were excited to be there. This is good. This is very good. I I believe this means that they will care about players' opinion as long as players are also not toxic, which is something that we need also to understand. There is one thing, even for pro players, that I realized. It's improving right now, but a lot of times I see on Twitter even professional players complaining, 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 complaining. Instead of... Instead of uh, you can criticize something. I also... I am very, very... I speak a lot of times loud about it, but I try to criticize things, not to just complain, you know? Constructive, constructive criticism. There's a difference between between a complaint and a constructive criticism. Yes. So I really hope that even professional players will be able not to write, if they don't like the game, they will not write, this game is shit on Twitter. You you have no idea how much bad these five words, your game is shit. These four words, four, of course it's four. These four words, can be because, for example, imagine a players with 10, 20, 30,000 followers write something like this without any context. There will be people that, I mean, maybe call me arrogant or something, but there are people that are literally just like ships when it comes to opinions. And they'll just, ah, the pro player says shit, so it must be shit, even if I don't know why. Um, and the developers will also see, wow, this is the people we are working for? Will I be motivated to improve a game when this is the things I'm getting as a reaction from professional players? It's very bad if professional players write something like this. I can understand. 
writing something like, I'm worried about this mechanic because I believe blah, 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 or I believe the rewards are too much unbalanced, etc. It's very different writing like this or writing like, fuck your other or fuck, her, you know. You understand what I mean? We need as a players also to 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 educate ourselves to be better. It's 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 kind of embarrassing, yeah. When 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 you know you are, especially if it's platform, right? I think if you have a platform, you sort of have a um. It's sort of on you, right, to move things to move the to move the community in a yeah. more positive direction, right? It's really if you're lucky enough to have a platform, whether it's as a player or as a content creator. There's, there's, there is a responsibility there on you to approach things in good faith and just to be nice, you know? Um, for sure. There's for this sure. thing that players will need to understand, including me. Yeah. If and I will ever be able to make it full time. In the moment, we will be paid to play the game. Our job is not being player. Our job will be a lot of things. Our job will be being the face of the game. We will not be only player. We will be also, even if not full-time, but we will be community managers, literally, because our opinions will detect what the community thinks because our opinions will matter. Like people, we are inspirational for other people. If we are inspiration, we want to be positive models. And if we want the game to become better, we should be the first to, to be propositive for the game and not negative about it. And this is important. Hundred percent. Bring that positivity towards the game and also towards each other. You know, like I, I think it's inevitable that disagreements will occur both when it comes to the subject matter of the game or outside the game. But I think it's if that happens, you know, we share this space as a community, right? And if disagreements come up, just sit down and talk about it like adults. You know, yeah, like you absolutely. can just you can just sit down and talk it through, you know, and, and <laughs> I think if you're not willing to do that, then sorry, you don't deserve the platform that you have, frankly. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I got this feeling, not only for Tekken, sometimes when I see some players write something on Twitter, uh, harassing other players or saying, ah, oh, this tournament was shit. Mm-hmm. It, it really made me angry actually because uh maybe because i'm i'm not doing it full time maybe but i mean i have to sacrifice myself to go to these events and then there is people that is actually paid to go to these events and yes of course you have the skills but you also have the luck because it's also a question of luck to be able to be a professional player to be in the right place at the right time etc it's not only a matter of skill so it is, I think gratitude is it very is, important. It is luck. It's very important. As as a content so, creator too. Yeah, I see like you know? people saying, ah, this event was shit, I would never return. It yeah. it really made me angry. makes me angry because I think it's a... Uh... Are you okay? This <laughs> 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 is adorable. <laughs> it it really makes me... It, it does feel like... It, it does piss me off too. Like, yes. You yes. know, if, if you have... A platform. No, it, it can even be know, even a small platform. Yes. You know, if if people, <laughs> no worries. Let her, let her talk. If you have a pla- if you have a platform, even even a modest platform, you are lucky. There are so many variables that came into that. If you have a major platform, the, the responsibility increases proportionately, and it's just um, 
yeah, just that's one thing that bothered me about. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. No, I, I don't hear you. So, uh, I think it's sorry. So yeah. you were saying about having a platform? Yeah, it's even just, just, just approach things in good faith. Just just be nice. Just be excellent to each other. That yeah. that kind of jazz, you know, and and actually be about it. Mean it. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, and the other thing, it can happen. It happened also to me sometimes to have negative experience to an event. But if there are like 1,300 people at one event and a negative experience happens to me, why I should make the work of all the people involved uh, being judged bad by people at home that were not at the event just because I had one negative thing? Maybe 900 people had a positive experience. I understand that the the... The aim is always for excellences. If 1,000 people are at an event, all the 1,000 people should have a positive experience. But you cannot, you cannot have like, um, you cannot have like your work destroying the work of maybe hundreds of people that are putting themselves in to make to make actually the community better, to make the movement better, to improve the dimension of our movement. Eh, sì. Oh, my God. Vuoi venire? Però, però, silenzio. Silenzio, questa <laughs> lei. She, she, she really rocks those glasses. Yeah. Mm? <laughs> You're like Spag. Mm? Yeah. No, no, she's way, way cool than Spag. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's way, better than Spag. Way than cool than Hi, Spag. Spag. <laughs> <laughs> she's better than you, Spag. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's something important for me. Like, Being gratitude, being uh, thankful for mm. being able to have the luck to to play this game and yeah. attend events. Just, just you know, and yeah, just be grateful for everyone being there. You know, being for the players, the game, the developers. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so that's a good point. That's a good point, Cassandra. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Giranda, I. I want to ask, do you have any shout-outs? Is there anyone you want to... Yes, for sure. Um, Shout-out to this girl first. Because she is my coach. You know, everybody has the right to have a coach. at a, Coach, at the, manager. During yeah. matches. Yeah. You can call somebody as a coach during your matches for TWT rules. She is my little person. How is it? Punch? No, no, punch. Punch. No, hey. that is bad. Okay. Hey. hey. Okay, but well, how is punch? Can you show? What is punch? Shh. Remember? No, fist. Bump, fist. No, okay. No, okay. You can, <laughs> we can do that. Okay. <laughs> My wife for supporting me, allowing me to, to travel everywhere, like, uh, well, taking care of this young girl. It's amazing. Um, and I'm super grateful to have them in my life. Yeah, yeah. They're the women of my life. My, my family as well, because they supported me so much in my early career. Finally, uh, then I was able to be independent, but without them at the beginning, this would be impossible. Mm. All the Italian community, um, especially the Milano community, because that's where I actually belong. Like, I was organizing tournament there. I was having meeting there since 2009, 2008, maybe. Taken six times. Mm. So without them, I would not be able to have fun in the game and understand what the community is. Uh, Patsy, which was Patsy, is a 
my first teacher of the game uh, as a player that lived not that far from me, organizer for tournaments for the Tech in Italia uh, website at the time. And even if I was losing 50-0 to him, he would just invite me to play and make me improve. So that's important. I have a huge list. Sorry, <laughs> but no, I really cool. want to. Can, can I can I belong? Because I want to thank. No, this is what it's all about, man. Go for it. This was okay. all about. Um, uh, I want to thank um, Tishimon, of course, because he has been then the teacher once I that that made me become an international player, basically in terms of skills. Teach me a lot. Have a lot of fun with him, not only in Tekken. Also, like to a lot of fun. Like, not a lot of people knows, but the first tournament I did in Tekken Tag Two in Amsterdam, actually, uh, Tishmul helped me to 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 go to the tournament financially. So that's great, you know, to have somebody like that that support your growth. In that, it's like it was a sponsor, basically. <laughs> so it's like crazy. This was Tekken Tag Two, um, and I'm really grateful for him for everything. Um, then I have a lot of other people in Milan. Manuel, which is uh, a player that is smaller than me, and I feel like I'm his sensei. I'm his teacher, so I have a good, good, uh, and it helped me a lot for the Kunimitsu matchup. And Daniel Mado, which I trained with a lot, and I feel like is my greatest friend rival in that sense because he's better than me. But in tournaments, I have more results than him, or, or at least we are even, even if he's ten times better than me. So we the the good thing is we have this healthy competition where mm-hmm. he reached second place in Bali in the mm-hmm. IS, and now I reached the fourth place in the world finals, and we we don't know who, who did better, we, who, what what mattered the most, you know? Like, uh, that, is, did you get a better result than me or not? It's that that sort of friendly rivalry is so important. Yeah, I think yes, yeah. very important. All the U community, um, the the. The British community. I was in Oxford actually for six months. So during Tech and Tech two year, I went to to a lot of time to the heart of gaming in London from Oxford oh, wow. in the night. Awesome. <laughs> um, Rook and uh, Jay was there. Babsy was there already. Mm. Like now he's commentating World Finals long, long, a long road, huh? And he was there in the uh, in the heart of gaming, playing casuals in Tech two with me. And then there was, uh, yeah, Rukas, Peg, of course, uh, a dinosaur, a lot of people, a, a really a lot of people. Uh, in France, there is a lot of people also that I can call friends. Uh, Superakuma, back in time, there was Nemo, a lot of French players, Yuki. Um, seriously, too much people, German players as well. I don't know, I have to do shout-outs for too many people. For, for I will try uh, to stick only with Italians from now on because... Spanish <laughs> community also is great. Malta community is great. German. I have friends everywhere. The the Korean players, the Japanese players, in Indonesia, the Samarinda community, which is the city of my wife, which is a a city like that nobody actually knows, but it's kind of big, like three hundred thousand inhabitants, and very hard to reach. But there is taking players there that bring their setups inside shopping centers to events to make the game known to, to a lot of people, and these are like the people that really matter for the game. They're showing the game to a lot of people and you don't know how much invisible work all these guys do. It's amazing. So shout out to everybody. And returning to Italy, sorry. Um, I trained a lot with David Kazuya, so I want to thank him as well. 
else I trained a lot. I, I trained a good amount with Ricky Morrow back in time, with Harry Potter, um, Sir Sambo. These are all strong players from Italy that uh, maybe now you hear less, but they are playing the game since a lot of time because I'm kind of like old school. There's a lot of new guys now. I'm very happy. Um, just like in the rest of Europe. Like, there is Evo 46, there's Blackheart, there's uh, Ivan, there's uh, uh, Selmin. There's a lot of new guys coming, and I hope they will do well in the, in the next... Uh, with the next uh, generation of game, uh, there's board is still organizing stuff in South Italy. The, there's a boss which uh, Raka and other people which uh, I basically organized the Italian Tekken League with before Tekken that before the European Championship was a thing. We already had an Italian Tekken League in Italy with points and everything open to all Europeans, and I, I organized it with boss with uh, uh, with Raka with um, a, a lot of guys. Law, um, Peter Law, a lot of people. I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll, I can stay here for days. Sorry, I, I, I feel guilty no, that no I'm man, that I, 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 not at all. A lot of names that I also have a lot of love for too. Yeah, and, sorry, and and not uh, at all. And that's that's um, it's what br- brings us back to what we talked about first. Is this idea that you know finding games are social? I have also made so many lifelong friends through well both Tekken and finding games in general and that's that's one of the coolest things about them I totally get it man yes yes like fighting games are great because of that I I made friends with a game that's why we said the video game has a good function in society to aggregate people with the same passion hmm. and this is what we should use them for in my opinion no, I agree that's the best thing yeah the last thing uh, I'm a very active member of the Discord community for both Katarina and Gabriel. So I also want to shout out them there. <laughs> uh, like a lot of guys there. So shout out to all the players active there. And I hope to to have more chats and more knowledge check with them because, you know, I discuss the game a lot. I, I actually, one thing I didn't mention to you, sorry if I'm very long, but no, no, one thing all... I didn't mention to you. The mentality, this is something Tishumon actually uh, taught me. Even if you don't play the game, even if you don't play the game at the moment because you have no time, you can always think about the situations in the game. You don't need to to play it to think about it, mm. you know? That's why maybe I remember stuff of five years ago because I constantly think mm. about what I could have done just like I relived these moments. And um, You go over it in your important. head. You go over it in your yes. head. Yeah, yes. those key moments. Yes. Honing think, in on this. Think key about moments. how okay, you don't have time today to think about Tekken, but maybe you're having your lunch break, you're eating. While you're eating, you can just think, mm, will this combo function? I mean, just a stupid example. Will this function on Kuma because it's big? I, I mean, just to make you understand, think about Tekken even during moments where you cannot afford to play, it will actually help you stay sharp in the game. Mm. This is good. It keeps you and, in the game. Yeah. I think that, you know, that, and that helps you maximize your growth when you do play the game. That, that time yes. you have outside the game to sort of think about your plays and strategize towards, you know, potentially new things you could be doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, there's both yes. an in and out game. 
um, roads to progression. Of course, of course. And the other thing I would like to tell people, don't think that your progression will be linear. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's not like that. It'll come in you, will, you, will, you will do like, this is you, then done, done, then maybe done, mm. then, then you stay here like yeah. four years and then... Yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot see, so don't be demotivated if you don't see that I'm trying to skip in 15 days and I cannot. The dreaded plateau, the dreaded plateau that every fighting game player fears. It happens to everyone. And yeah, years, you can stay there for years, but then you, you know, you unlock something. You don't even know what. Yeah. Me too. I don't know what. It yeah. just happens. Come. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I, I, sorry, no. I, I'm very, very. Gilanda, do not, do not apologize. Absolute pleasure. And I totally like. Thank you. Like, I get it. And thank you so much for your time, man. I know you're super busy with you know juggling two jobs and being a family man and making time for commitment. But I, I, but I really appreciate I, I, I it. Thank you. And I do um, what I can. thank you, Arya. Thank and, you so much. And please send my best to uh, Cassandra as well and your your lovely family. Sure, sure. I will. I will tell. I will tell her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No worries, man. Have a good one. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.